When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is October 2nd, 2021. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Alfred Kanawa and Issa, NYC Demon Diva. And why do I seem so down tonight? Because we had a night of professional wrestling and there was no Tony D'Angelo. And I just no. don't know. I just don't know how to live. I could barely <laughs> get through these shows because of that. I couldn't stop thinking about him. How much He's better so he good. will make every segment. <laughs> so, and I'm so excited for Tuesday. Tuesday. One more day. We all dress up as our favorite NXT 2.0 superstar. I've placed the Amazon. I've probably spent more money on this Halloween costume than I have on any Halloween costume ever. I'm tracking really? my, my order is coming in less than two hours. So I'm very excited for my wow. costume. Wow. The hat showed up. I got a brand new sweatsito. Got a gold chain. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. You're, you're um, completely invested in I becoming get- Tony D'Angelo. In Vegas, there are mobile barbers. I was going to hire a mobile barber to come out and just give me the exact same fade. Oh, and I was like, God. no, because of COVID. So I ordered a new razor set up. I'm going to do it myself. Oh, there you go. Oh, Thankfully, I'm going to be wearing a hat. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you got to take the hat off at some point. I got to see this fade. Uh, yeah, we'll me too. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how this goes. But uh, here we are together again. Oh, this week has gone by so fast. Crown Jewel was yesterday. Tonight was SmackDown, AEW Rampage. Um, Alfred, you first. What did you think of tonight's tonight's wrestling shows? Uh, I thought they were fine. Uh, I thought <laughs> Rampage was kind of boring until the end, and SmackDown, uh, it had its moments, but I didn't like the ending of SmackDown, kind of the opposite, where it was fine up until the ending, and then the way they ended it was just mind-boggling. So I, you know, I guess we can get into what happened on both shows. Um, I really love the Crown Jewel show. I know I haven't gotten the chance to talk yeah. about it. I'm sure you guys have reviewed it, but I thought Crown Jewel was amazing, and I just want to put that out there. Uh, one thousand percent. I love Crown Jewel. We we got to talk about it last night, Justin and Chuck here, but I thought it was one of the best pay per views WWE wow. has put on this year. Yeah. Um, as far as tonight goes, I'm with you. Up. Uh, up and down, up and down. It was like a roller coaster of emotion with wrestling tonight. But yesterday, it was all up, it felt like. Yeah. And tonight, being sort of the after show to that, I mean, we open with Roman Reigns on SmackDown, Brock Lesnar. We'll talk about that. Was this the last we see of Brock Lesnar for a while? Who knows? Before we hop into the shows, Alfred, what's going on in the news? Well, let's start with NXT viewership, which, uh, you know, bad news for our uh, lovely show that we cover here every Tuesday night. It's 606,000 viewers for uh, NXT on the USA Network. Uh, uh, NXT went head-to-head, of course, with the very exciting Dodgers game where they came from behind and won at the last second. Uh, But unfortunately, 606.14 and 18 to 49. So this is down about 7% from last week. Of course, next week is going to be the Halloween show. Uh, Fans and attendants will be dressing up. Uh, They've been doing a good job promoting Halloween Havoc. Uh, They've got the Braun Breaker Tommaso Ciampa match for the title. So I do think that viewership will be up. Uh, for next week, but NXT viewership dipping down to 606. It's been around the 630,000 range for the past couple of weeks. It did an identical number of those past two weeks, but now it's down. Uh, what did you guys think about viewership? And do you think, how much up do you think uh, viewership will be, if any, uh, Issa, for next week? I think it'll slightly go up, but it's still being the 600,000. I mean, that's the number that they've been going back and forward, just higher or lower 600,000. But I do think it will do better. We have a title match, and I think there's excitement around it. And and, I mean, Chucky is going to be there. So Chucky is going to bring all of his viewers to Tuesday night. Um, I'm hoping that we see Chucky and Tony D'Angelo have some kind of interaction on Tuesday. I need it. You know, and that's that's really my viewpoint. Saturday Night Live was at its lowest ratings ever when Eddie Murphy joined the cast. And then within weeks, once people heard about this breakout talent, the ratings went up through the roof. So I think we just need to get the word out more about Tony D'Angelo and NXT will be the highest rated wrestling show on all of television. 
Yeah, friend of the show, Tony D'Angelo. Let's put that out there. He's uh, yes. he to Issa that he has heard of our high praise about it. He very much appreciates it. Keep doing what you're doing, King. Yes, King, please. We stand. So good. And so here's good. Uh, the thing about Chucky, and I don't know how much continuity WWE would have with this, but he did appear on a WCW segment with Rick Steiner, who's Braun Breaker's father. So there's that tie-in if they decide to use Chucky with Braun Breaker, uh, you know, his son. I mean, that would be pretty awesome if they did some kind of callback to that. I think he now deserves to be inducted into the celebrity wing of the Imaginary Hall of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> <laughs> well... Uh, Braun Strowman, speaking of bronze, Braun Strowman is reportedly going to show up at Bound for Glory, Impact's biggest pay-per-view, which is going down tomorrow. It is a sold-out show, and PW Insider is now reporting that he was spotted flying to Las Vegas from Chicago this morning, the site of Bound for Glory, and the Titan looks like his nickname for, uh, you know, his new name instead of Braun Strowman for his impact career are you guys excited for braun Strowman and impact does that make a dent glenn i can't believe they're taping at samstown in vegas and damn you covid i would love to go to this yeah. um i think he's i think he's someone that could elevate impact i mean we talked about this what's it gonna take what's it gonna take for impact a show that typically has less of an audience than most wrestling podcasts what is it going to take for Impact to break through and start pulling some respectable numbers? I think he's certainly going to help. I think what it's going to take is a better TV deal. I think this yeah. TV like yes. network that they're on is like killing them right now. So most people don't even have it or don't know what channel that is. But I do think that Braun Strowman could help, you know, make a little dent in there. But I think they have to, I don't know, they have to try something else. I know their, their streaming service is horrible. <laughs> I think they're trying something new with YouTube. I'm not too sure, but they have to they have to try something in which they can get more people's eyes on the product. They were doing the Twitch thing and then they stopped. I don't know why. I think they need they need to just get more people to watch because when I do pay attention to it, impact is not bad. Yeah, impact is very good. I was covering it for a while until, you know, my schedule didn't allow that, but I would have fun watching impact. I don't think there's anything wrong with the product, uh, but yes, they're going to need more eyeballs. Access TV just isn't in as many homes. I like the idea of that digital championship they're doing. That is a kind of new groundbreaking thing to where yeah. they're connecting pro wrestling with social media, but they're definitely going to have to have some new ideas in terms of getting out in front of people. And I do like the idea of spreading the wealth in wrestling where it doesn't just have to be WWE and AEW. You know, um, uh, Bray Wyatt's probably going to show up in either Impact or ROH or something like that. But I do like some of these bigger stars kind of spreading the wealth and going to other places that could hopefully, you know, maybe not just with Braun Strowman. I think it's going to take more. But the more kind of former WWE stars that these uh, companies get that are secondary to WWE and AEW, I think the more exciting and, and the more that they're going to possibly get more eyeballs on their product. Now, without assigning a dollar amount... Do you think the average impact contract is maybe a quarter of WWE, a tenth of WWE? I mean, Ring of Honor has Sinclair money. They've got yes. a little little scratch. Uh, NWA has that Billy Cole. All your Smashing Pumpkins royalties are funding NWA's entire payroll um, at this point. AEW, WWE obviously have billionaires behind them. But with impact, how how bad do you think the pay is? Um, I think, okay, so after taxes, I really don't think it's as big of a difference. I'm sure the lump sum you get from WWE is much bigger, but they have to pay for their own, you know, travel. They have to pay for all this stuff that they're doing, going on the road, their own gear and whatnot. And after taxes, you know, there, I, I remember there was a report. I can't remember who it was, uh, but I think it was Mike Knox was saying that he makes more money on the indies than he did in WWE. Yeah. So for, for a guy like Braun Strowman, I know is making a lot of money. So for him, it's going to be a big pay cut. But I do think that the contract was competitive to get a guy like Braun Strowman. And then after tax, when you consider he's not going to be traveling as much, I do think he pockets uh, a similar amount. It's not going to be anywhere near his WWE money, but maybe 25% could be accurate. Who knows what the actual number is? Maybe it's going to be half. But I think for a guy like Braun Strowman, they really were competitive in offering him a contract. Plus, he could take independent dates. I was probably, just going to say, yeah. these yeah. guys are getting so much smarter in their new contracts. Look at Ruby Soho. She's taking indie dates now. They're putting in their contracts to be allowed to take other, you know, other wrestling gigs. So I think they're, they'll equal what they were making eventually, especially Braun Strowman. Yes. Yeah. And he could yeah. do Cameo now. He could do Twitch if he wants to. 
There you go. You know, and you know, him and Raquel Gonzalez uh, kind of pulling the resources together as she comes up in the world. Maybe she'll be on the main roster sooner rather than later. And uh, they're going to be able to save some money together. I will subscribe to a Twitch channel with Braun just breaking his um, PlayStation every time that he loses a game. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a thing? Is that what he does? No, but I think that's how I picture him. Uh, yeah, like true. breaking it. <laughs> so you think in real life he's basically Ogre from Revenge of the Nerds. Like that's basically yeah. Braun's real life gimmick. Actually, I guarantee you he's like a big like teddy bear style kind of guy like probably super lovable <laughs> he does seem like that and you know he's right? like a great thing like i see all these pictures of him just hanging out with guys like roman reigns or whatnot whenever they were on tour and he seems like he's a good time to hang around right <laughs> yeah it's the dimples man too that's yeah. why it's hard to take him seriously he's a monster he smiles he looks like a big bearded baby you know he does he has a he has a baby face he's a very small he has a lot of uh cherubic features of a child yes so uh, what uh, else we got Final news story, shout out to Bianca Belair, the number Ooh. one woman on the inaugural 150 PWI women's well 150 deserved. list. Bianca nice. Belair is number one, followed by Utami Hayashishisha, <laughs> Impact Wrestling, Diana Perrazzo, and then, of course, Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. So that is your top five. Um, it's a pretty good top five, pretty strong top five, but, of course, um, Bianca Belair number one, so good for Bianca Belair. Uh, this is a list that I look forward to seeing uh, in the future. I love the variety on the top ten, not just um, the diversity, but the variety of companies. This wasn't the four horse women, you know, top four as mm -hmm. usual. You had every single company represented here, which, which goes to show you that there's amazing women's wrestling in, in all companies across all wrestling now, and that's so exciting. Bianca Belair, I say well-deserved, but I should say well-earned. She had a year. There was no question about who else should have gotten this. Um, and Sasha came in six, and she wrestled like half of the year, so that's also yeah. impressive. Um, but yeah, overall, I was very happy with the list and just seeing how many companies and how many people made the list, not just WWE NXT people. Um, yeah, I think it's very cool. Very, very nice to see some awesome. more representation of wrestling companies. Uh, so should we get into SmackDown? Let's get into Let's. SmackDown. Roman Reigns opened the show talking about all the people he smashed over yeah, the Yeah, I wanted years. to be on that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we know you want to be on that list. <laughs> I was waiting for my name to be said. <laughs> Demonetized. Sorry, sorry. Let me just drink my wine. Continue, Glenn. Um, I mean, this was good. This was good after his win yesterday at Crown Jewel. I think uh, Brock Lesnar coming out. Love seeing Lesnar get so physical and just like go at everyone. So the takeaway from this is Brock's got a four month suspension. I guess he's he's done for the near future. But this was kind of a nice epilogue to uh, this feud. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love this opening segment, and I think it took over a half hour. I love Roman came out there and just talk his crap. Like, you just let Roman Reigns be Roman for the last year and a half, and he just hasn't missed. I love um, that yesterday we didn't get an answer because this storyline will continue. Granted that we replayed the night after WrestleMania 31 all over again to suspend Brock Lesnar. Like, we literally did the exact same angle, and that's fine. I love the way Brock came out. I love that they went to commercial and made it look like he wasn't going to come out. Brock looked angry, and I was like, uh-oh. And as soon as he grabbed the referee, I said, he's going to get suspended. That's how we're going to write him off, you know? But the fact that we never got the answer to who Paul Heyman is with you have you have Brock now a speed dial. Just call him whenever you need him because the story is right there waiting for you, which yeah. which is great. I really liked it. I thought it was it was it was good. Yeah, you knew that Brock was going to have to disappear for a while, so this was a good way to write him off television. I agree with you, Glenn. There really is nothing better in wrestling than when Brock is just going crazy because he doesn't know his own strength. And there is a chance, not that I like this, there's a chance he could legitimately hurt some of these guys where he's just throwing them and they're just flying around the ring. And I think it looks awesome, though, as a spectacle. It just looks awesome. Uh, and I just really liked Brock as an unhinged animal. What's ironic about this kind of, or coincidental, whatever you want to call it, is that this is the exact same angle they ran to write him off television last time around in their match at WrestleMania 31 in 2015. Yeah. And that was a match against Roman Reigns the night after. Uh, he just went crazy and f 5 the cameraman, f 5 Michael Cole, and they wrote him off TV and suspended him. So now you're running back with Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns in another, what I thought was a great match. And the night after... Oh, well, we just lost him. We just lost him mid-sentence. 
<laughs> I was just gonna say, I think he really did try to kill Roman Reigns when he threw the camera at him. Like yeah. I, I was like, Goldberg should take some notes from Brock because Brock actually trying to murder people here. Goldberg did not. Oh, Can't nothing. hear you. I'm back. Here we go. There you are. There you are. Okay. Storyline they ran with Roman Reigns and Brock. But it was a great, it was a great angle, and I thought that it was really cool. Brock looked like a killer. He did. He did. He good. ripped, he ripped Adam Pierce pants with his force yeah. beast strength. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, and then the locker room had to come out to, to try. Okay, and yeah, because Mansoor yeah. and freaking anger guys are gonna stop Brock. Now Cesaro in a suit. That 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 made an effect. Brock was like, you know what? You're right. I'm gonna stop wilding out. I'm gonna calm down because Cesaro, Cesaro is the Brock whisperer. That who knew oh. after all these years, this guy's going crazy all the time. He's throwing car doors into audiences and stuff. But all this time, all they needed was Cesaro. That should be a running theme. Like anytime Brock goes crazy, you know he's not too far. Where Cesaro just shows up in his nice suit, like. Brock, buddy, let's go home. Oh, bro, it's, bro. he's like, <laughs> chill, bro. It's like Black Widow and the Hulk. Cesaro yeah. should be like, hey, yeah. big guy, it's time to calm it down. I like it. Down a little bit. I like it. Yeah. Yes. Be a good gimmick. Uh, no, and I, this was a very graceful way to get Brock off TV. Also, the thought it was like, the Viking Raiders are still signed? For some reason, I haven't been watching Raw, so I was surprised yeah. to see them. Um, but hey, let's uh, talk about after this. We got a little to-be-continued action with Naomi and Sonya Deville. Yes, I can't sir. wait for <laughs> Naomi to kick her ass, man. Yeah, so <laughs> really playing this perfectly. This was the Naomi storyline in a nutshell to where it's like you get Naomi saying, I want a match, and Sonya says, no, I can't deal with you right now. And then moments later, Drew McIntyre says, I'm going to get a match. I'm going out to that ring right now, and I don't care what you said. And she's like, no, go ahead. No, please, go ahead. Don't, don't, don't let me stop you. It's weird because, you know, when Charlotte <laughs> <laughs> they're able to get their matches when Naomi did the same thing she gets the cops called on her I wonder yeah. what's different about Naomi that she gets the cops called on her and they don't nobody help me in the chat you guys don't help me I just want to know what is different I'm gonna do a little math let me just do a little math here carry the mayonnaise and uh divided by potato salad I just can't come up with I don't know what the difference is but there's something different about Naomi where she gets the cops call on her but Drew McIntyre can just march to the ring and get whatever he wants uh, I, uh, I can't put my finger on it. Alfred it's because Drew has a sword ah, I was gonna say yeah. I was gonna say it's the accent you could say anything in an accent and like People just sort of like, I'm so charmed. I'll just no, go No, no, you can't. This. No, you can't. I'm living proof. You can't. <laughs> really? Well, certain kinds of accents, I think. You know, it's very bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's the accent and the sword. You know what? Next time, I'm going to try it with a sword. Yes. We'll see. I'll let you know how it works out. That'll go very well, I think. <laughs> uh, give my regards to the NYPD. Um, so... Um, <laughs> Uh, Drew McIntyre open challenge answered by Sami Zayn with new music. No, why? I don't know. Yeah, I really. I mean, it's his music is iconic already. I mean, it's fun to sing along. There's no need to do any of that. But and, and they went from from ska, a music that's very near and dear to his heart, that's very unique, to just using this kind of generic. Like create you know, a wrestler music, yes. Yeah, yeah, it was like early two thousand, like puddle of mud copycat. Yeah, yeah. But like it was not good. <laughs> yeah, not at all. I hated it. I hated it, and it's because I mean his theme was so iconic too. So it's gonna, this is gonna be hard to get used to. But it's bad what they replaced it to. There's a couple of people that they done a good job, like Baron Corbin. Well, not anymore, but before when they first replaced his first one, I liked the second one as well. But this, this was bad. Yeah, I agree. Um, so Drew McIntyre won that match. I actually think this is the first time Drew McIntyre and Sami Zayn has had any kind of match, and they just Possibly. didn't even like made a big deal about it. I don't think they've ever interacted in the ring. I might be wrong, but I try to yeah. go back. I try to Google, and I'm like, I don't think they ever had a match. So at that point, I'm excited. I'm like, okay, so we're going to use the new rosters the right way, and we're going to see some fresh matchups. Nope. Yeah, and this was really just a showcase for Drew McIntyre. So they're kind of maybe building him up for Roman. Poor Drew McIntyre. Like, 
who knows? Like, he's, not only is he not going to get that moment, he, I don't see the next time he's going to be a world champion. He's off Raw now. Roman Reigns is an albatross with that title to where he's going to have that at least to WrestleMania. So Drew McIntyre is just going to be a guy who is there to put over uh, the you know more high-priority stars. And, and he took so media. much crap for somebody that hasn't won a major match in so long. Like, bro, you lost last night and you're backstage. Like, I'm going to come out there and see who has yeah. the balls to face me. And I'm like, anybody. You haven't done anything in a while, buddy. Like, yeah. Show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. I think they need to kind of reinvent his character to go up in a feud against Roman. They got to make it interesting. Like, I don't know. They got to do something a little different. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. I like a Tuck Raff in the chat saying Sammy should steal the sword. I want Sammy to steal the sword and do the He Man by the power of Gray Skull. Oh my God. I would love that. <laughs> yeah. It would be very funny with the sword. That'd be hilarious. Yes. I, uh, I used to Sammy. watch He Man in Spanish. Por el poder de Gray Skull. <laughs> 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 he was the best. <laughs> Sammy should get the sword and then use it like like a cane and use it when he's talking and like waving it around to make a point and Nunzi and everyone's getting out of the way. They could do a lot of good stuff with Sammy and the sword. Yeah, they could. Uh, or Sammy he could use it to cut his hair. Sammy and the Sword sounds like uh, like a Don Bluth knockoff Disney animated film from the uh, 1980s. <laughs> um, so Drew won that match. Then oh. The King of the Ring coronation ceremony for King yes. Xavier Woods. Yes, King Woods. All hail King Woods. I love it. I, I like, I really like this, how they kind of took their time to court. Really, this was like a coronation of the highest degree. They put the cloak on for protection. They gave him the scepter. Then they put the crown, which now has all kinds of castor oil and S-curl drip on it. I love it. I absolutely love this segment. I don't like, you know, okay, they're playing it for laughs. And yeah, it's the New Day and they're entertaining. And I just love these two with this gimmick. I think they're going to be very entertaining. But I would have liked like a next opponent, somebody to come out and challenge him so we know the importance of winning this crown and uh, to kind of promote him as a wrestler. But I mean, for entertainment value, this is great. Yeah, I agree. I, I love Kofi Kingston in this segment, and I know that he wasn't in Saudi Arabia, so I'm glad that they got this moment, because I really yeah. wanted to see their reaction, which Kofi posted it. I thought it was so wholesome was to see him watching <clears throat> Excuse me, Xavier win. But um, <clears throat> yeah, I love this. And, and and leave it to Kofi Kingston to make a Hail King Woods chant in the, in the rhythm of New Day Rocks. Yeah. It was great. It was perfect. Xavier Woods deser deserved that moment, and I'm glad that they went through with it and gave him the King of the Ring. It'll be interesting to see where they go from here. I guess Selena gets her coronation Monday night, and please, might it be like coming to America and have someone someone come out and sing, She's Your Queen. But no, I think Feel Good wins a round. But with uh, Xavier, it's going to be interesting, because normally the King is a heel. Like It'll be interesting to see how they position his character from here going forward in the feud he gets in next. Yeah, that, I mean, that's my only concern for this. I think because he's a babyface and because the New Day is so entertaining, I think this is going to be mostly played for comedy. But I really don't hope they don't turn this into a joke. Like, this is an opportunity for this guy now to kind of build some momentum. He doesn't have to be a main eventer, but he can win some matches here and there, win a, a title or something. But you can really actually give this guy a push. He's a very good wrestler. Very good wrestler. Oh, I yeah. had a very good match with Finn Balor. Yeah, that time, match yesterday was really, really good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, anytime he's put in a position to wrestle, he, he you know, outperforms. And so I really hope that they take his wrestling seriously with this reign. But this is a chance to elevate. What I don't want to see happen is he immediately gets in a feud with Happy Corbin or Nakamura. Yeah. And it's just the same guys again. But now Xavier and Kofi are in this feud. Right. Right. No, I agree. You know, we got a, got a freshen up bit. Uh, Mansoor versus Mustafa Ali with Mansoor picking up a win. This was a rematch from what they did last night in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, very quick match. That was a fun match that they had in Saudi Arabia. That was the really cool, the, the silver medalist karate player that, that I, showed up. I, I really <laughs> like the Cobra Kai, dude. Really, really yeah. like him. <laughs> but Amazing. a rematch on the new era of SmackDown, where, well, that wasn't the only rematch that we saw. But, yeah, I'm enjoying the storyline. I really liked Ali. I think Ali's doing such a good job of making – this is the best man Swear has looked, and I have a feeling it has a lot to do with Ali. So. Oh, yeah. I could see that. I could see that. Um, and then we got a little series of vignettes. We saw uh, Rich Holland backstage with his baton. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just can't take it seriously. Um, Same. <laughs> and then Aaliyah, who I love, but I feel like I haven't seen in ages, and I love that she's still doing the bougie thing. I mean, maybe she could be someone that, like, Elias never really got over in NXT, but works on the main roster. I hope that's Definitely. 
I think it works to your advantage when you didn't have a name in NXT. And now the main roster administration can mold you the way they want. And it's not going to piss all kinds of people off and cause all this Twitter outrage. Uh, So we've seen plenty of uh, uh, instances where somebody who didn't really have much of a career on the NXT roster were able to blossom on the main roster. Corbin is another example. Even though he did have a pretty good run on NXT where they were doing the thing where they were counting. wasn't on NXT for too long. They didn't really get a chance to really develop that character. He just kind of got called up. And since has been a pretty established guy there. So I think Aaliyah right. possibly has a good chance. And then Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo, who I'd forgotten about. And immediately all I thought of Issa was the time that you called the Menudo rejects. Menudo rejects forever. <laughs> they still are. That's all I see when I see them every single time. Yeah. You know, they, you know, they look like Menudo rejects. Like, you know, when the Menudo boys get too old and then they get kicked out of the group, that's them. <laughs> <laughs> and not even like Convention not pitch. not even like the golden age of Menudo. I'm talking no, like early no. '90s, like Basame and La Playa Menudo. Like, yeah, the like, bat Menudo. Like yeah. these aren't even like the good kind. Like that. No. That I want to dance to reggae song, which is <laughs> offensive on so many levels. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yet also very catchy if you've never heard it before. Um. So and then Sheamus, why why does Sheamus like just look like even more of a scrub? He looks like he's I on love a it. happy Corbin, no. a Baron Corbin style downward spiral. No. First he took the job at the docks. Now he got beat up. He's probably at <laughs> gambling debts. Like <laughs> Seamus looks like the kind of guy that's just getting into bar fights just because he enjoys getting beat up or beating someone up. And I like it. <laughs> like there's yeah. just something about it that I just love. Like, and then even his video, like his introduction was like, I don't need to introduce myself. And I was like, no, you're done. You're freaking Seamus. And he made the point. I think Seamus is going to have some, I hope that he will have some fun um, feels on SmackDown that we just haven't seen. But you know, just throwing it out there, your tag team division is dead, and the bar was amazing. Bar you know, was Cesaro was there in his suit. He, maybe he can use his Brock Whisperer powers to get Sheamus to calm down and start getting in bar fights and join him, reform the bar. Just saying. Yeah, that, that would be great. The bar was dope. And yeah. I actually love the fact that Sheamus has like an alternate gear where it's that kind of white beater in the jacket I that know. he's got on. It's like sometimes you see him in that, sometimes you see him in full gear. And he kind of, here's a rough, he looks like one of the goons from Streets of Rage on Sega Genesis. Yes. Yes. Don't get beat up. That's what he looks like. So oh my God. He's kidding me. <laughs> yes. Do you remember when they did the 2K commercial, the Suplex City one? Yes. And um, Seamus was literally in a, in a bar fighting people. Yes. Oh, and Dean Ambrose was by a garbage bin. And I was like, this is so fitting to both of their characters. <laughs> like, I was like, you couldn't know book like Seamus more perfect than beating somebody up at a bar. That's how I picture him. Yeah. WWE, those people do a better job. He was by a guard. Characters as WWE, WWE. they need to hire the staff of 2K to really make sure they make these guys come off the start. But now that I'm thinking about it, with when he he was doing the gas mask thing, like yes, he was basically Oscar the Grouch. So (laughs) it all it all makes sense. Uh, that suplex city 2k commercial was lit and even uh, even the one those commercials are always good the one of set rollins like burning down the freaking warehouse i always love the 2k commercial so the one with goldberg they had the one with sting where all those people were playing the violins like yeah. they know how to present these guys like stars yes that john cena where he's doing that poem the uh speak quietly into the night or whatever that was like yes yeah. they, they're really good the suplex city one was my favorite but i'm biased yeah and then Hit Row making their SmackDown debut against Dustin yeah. Warren, Daniel Williams. Papa Buck! Top dollar! Papa Buck! <laughs> hey, Why didn't they cut the music, though, when they were doing their entrance? She said cut the music, and the music didn't cut, and they were, <laughs> like, rapping over the music still playing. That bothered me a little bit. Also... Mm. I mean, I know it's the new era of SmackDown. I would have debuted them in a more diverse place. Wichita, Kansas doesn't seem yeah. like... <laughs> I'm sorry, well, but it doesn't seem like the place. Nervous. Yeah. <laughs> right? Okay, thank you. <laughs> because, and here's the thing, the match did get over, especially that very crowd-pleasing spot that Top Dollar has. So, right. but it, walking away, my takeaway was, if they can go over in Wichita, Kansas, like, there's no there's problem. That... Come to LA soon, so they're going to get over, yeah. they'll be fine. I, and you could see the WWE-ization of this. Like, Michael Cole is like a charismatic, confident, competitive, and captivating. It's like, no, no, none of these alliterations, Michael. That's corny. I, know. I, know. I was like, 
Pat McAfee, please stop singing. You're going to ruin this. <laughs> You're not making this better. No, they should just shut up and let Hit Row talk when they come out. Yeah. I did like Pat McAfee's description of the jobbers, of the guys, the enhancement talents were from Wichita, where he won 10 matches in a row last night. It was really funny. <laughs> it was good. I mean, this this was a good debut. I want to see where they go from here. But, man, yeah, you got to get them. I think in a more receptive city, this is going to blow up. They did well, and I think they won the yeah. crowd over. But, uh, yeah, like this was a interesting way to uh, – interesting venue to debut the match. Yeah, they had to cut the music, and they had to yeah. cut the music because it was it was a little bit distracting to try to catch. Like, cause I love hearing what they say; they always come up with really innovative lines. But with the music playing, it was like a little bit distracting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and this you know, good. just uh, looking ahead, you know, the Hot Survivor Series in Brooklyn. They're going to hey. do the New York Loop in November. They're going to be in Atlanta for that day one show. They're going to be in Los Angeles, my backyard. So it's going to be some black cities will be able to come in and uh, you know get some love. <laughs> You know, I'm curious, I'm curious who they put them in a feud with first. It'll be interesting. Yeah, maybe the bar. Oh, there you go. That would literally be the whitest tag team. <laughs> literally. <laughs> literally. <laughs> They're translucent. Yeah, yeah, they are. Uh, then we had Shinsuke Nakamura versus Happy Corbin. A Ryan whole Mitchell. new roster. A whole new roster, and you do this match for the seventh time since May. Seven times since May. Yeah. Just, and you pin your champion. Like, oh my God, I'm, I'm done. I literally <laughs> forgot that Shinsuke Nakamura was Intercontinental Champion. I, I, yeah. I was like, that's right, because they haven't had him really defend that time. I know he kind of defended it was it, a couple of weeks ago, but I mean they haven't done a good job with him as Intercontinental Champion, like presenting him as a champion since he won it. They made it seem like the crown was more important than it, and I think they really did a disservice to him. And Rick Boogs continues to upstage him. Yeah, Rick Boogs is great. I like the how he plays the electric guitar when he does the good vibrations. You know what they need to do more of, though? I think, like, they almost need more of them interact. I know this sounds, like, really nitpicky, but, like, when Shinsuke's dancing, he should be dancing, like, around Rick. Like, they should be playing off each other more as opposed to just Rick, like, rocking out and Shinsuke doing his thing. You want Shinsuke to start twerking on uh, Rick Booth? <laughs> no, you can do... Uh... <laughs> I'm thinking of that scene in Clerks when Jay and Silent Bob are dancing in front of the convenience store. And Jay's <laughs> dancing. And then Silent Bob like is standing there nodding and he breaks it down and he's got moves. I'm thinking like yeah, that. Yeah. I can't freaking unsee Shinsuke twerking on moves now. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for that visual. Appreciate they it. They should start doing the kid and play kickstep. Something. Together. Oh, there you go. See, that'd be dope. The kid I was more... kickstep. I over. was more worried about uh, books playing the music and bringing Shinsuke back to life because the last time that happened, it was with the Demon King and everything oh, went yeah. crazy. So yeah. I was like, we need to chill with these kind of things. We don't want the ropes to break again in the middle of the match and we get never an explanation for it, you know? <laughs> um, so this was perhaps the weirdest main event I could think of in recent memory. This title exchange between Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair... <sighs> Now, what they built out of this with Sasha and Charlotte, and that being something going forward on SmackDown, that's cool. I'm assuming we're going to have Bianca and Becky on. Rob, Bianca's going to Raw, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I'm assuming that'll be the feud there, uh, which is weird because they were just feuding on SmackDown. So now let's take it over to Raw. Um, but I think that it was so weird how they did this. And Becky was just like, okay, I'm out of here. This is yours to deal with. I love that, yeah. actually. I pop for that. But the, the the actual exchange was awkward when Becky, like, slapped the title off of Charlotte's hand. I was like, what is happening? Like, what is this? It was very awkward. They need to rename these titles. They need yeah. to, go, like, make them the women's world title and the women's universal title so we never have to deal with this again. And they can just take the titles with them. Right? Yeah. 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 I thought from day one of them naming Raw and SmackDown, one of the first thoughts I thought was like, well, okay, what if one of them gets drafted and whatnot? And this is a worst case scenario. I don't like that they did this. And I thought this is just such a bad idea that I thought, okay, this is when WWE announced that, 
I was thinking they're just doing that to rile people up and then they're going to go and change up or somebody's going to interrupt. Even Michael Cole was playing up the idea. Yeah, but is this really going to happen? So I was convinced that there's no way they're doing something like this. And they just did it. And I think having Becky Lynch just walk off, they were doing that to get heat on her because then you change the titles and she's walking off like a scared coward. But like the people were chanting Becky as she's walking off and they were trying to do business with Charlotte and Sasha Banks. So, I mean, I thought this whole thing was a mess and I don't like this idea of we're going to change the belts. They really do need to rename these titles because this is a huge storyline hole that you could just flip flop the belts and then everything goes back to normal. It was cool when she said, see one of you at Survivor Series. I like that. But could you imagine if on the season premiere of Breaking Bad, like Gus Spring showed up, it was like, okay, I'll see you at the season finale. Like, like, I'm just going to go do my own thing for a couple episodes. You know, I mean, I don't know. Like it was just, it was a weird way to use Becky. It wasn't I liked it just because I felt that Becky running away because she won not so clean and who she pinned was oh, Sasha. Yeah. When Sasha came out, I would have probably been like, yeah, I'm out too. You know yeah. what I mean? But Sasha came straight for Charlotte, which makes sense. They're on their respective brands now. But because of the continuation of Crown Jewel, I thought it made sense for Becky to be like, okay, I'm out just because she won that match, you know, dirty. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. That was it. Was a very weird it was. SmackDown tonight. <laughs> it was uh, that 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 sec- that first segment took so much time out of it, and nothing essentially really happened. You know what I mean? And the matches were shorter, but it was a weird SmackDown, in my opinion. And it was could, fun. You could feel how tired they were after I mean, the show yesterday and the flight. You could feel it. Yeah. yeah. I thought Roman Reigns did a good job of kind of hiding it early because he seemed like he had a pep in his step, but I, I could definitely tell that a lot of the, the roster was, ta- was tired. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, interesting. I think Roman's just having a really good time right now, too. Yeah. Probably Why wouldn't he I be? mean, he's smashing everyone. He's smashing everyone. <laughs> well, not everybody. Right. A, not everybody. Not, unfortunately, not literally everybody. But <laughs> So on that note, on All Elite Wrestling Rampage tonight. <laughs> we... Can I give you a quick update? I'm looking at Wikipedia right now. It looks like this does count. According to Wikipedia, as an yeah. additional reign for no. Charlotte Flair, I believe this is a her twelfth title win. Uh, was she on twelve before? She didn't she... win it. That that's yeah. BS. That, that shouldn't count. If you listen to Wikipedia, they're saying that it counts, uh, but we'll see okay, if WWE. Okay. My dog can stuff. edit Wikipedia. Yeah, they're <laughs> that shit like Pokemon cards. Like it's not a win. Um, opened on AEW Rampage then with the World Title Eliminator Tournament with Orange Cassidy. Beating Powerhouse Hobbs. Um, Issa, what'd you think of this match? You should go to Alfred first. <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> I was chucked on my water. I know. <laughs> That's exactly what I expected. No, this is exactly what I expected. Listen, the ethnic cleansing of this tournament started on day one, and there goes Will Hobbs, and now we have half of Puerto Rico to get the hell out of this tournament with Eddie uh, Kingston. And uh, Lance Archer, so yeah, exactly what I expected on brand. I like that they gave Will Hobbs a lot, but uh, do no you think? There. Do you think somebody like there's people that work at AEW? <laughs> there's people we both know who follow all of us on Twitter. People you were probably friendly with. Do you think someone's ever just said to Tony Khan like, "Hey, man, uh, the optics of this, like, I, you know, just this isn't this isn't good optics. This is feeding a narrative that we perhaps don't want to feed." Sure. I mean, I don't know if they've said that to Tony Khan, but believe me, like all these tribalism people, you would be surprised at who my DMs are wide open and I'm not going to snitch on anybody. You'd be surprised at who reaches out to me like, hey, man, I'm glad somebody said something because there are optics about this. And uh, listen, I'm sure that it's not like a vindictive thing or whatnot. It's just a cognitive bias, but I'm not going to sit quietly and act like I don't see what's going on. Uh, Will Hobbs looked fantastic, I thought, in this match, and I would like to see more of Will Hobbs being featured as like a character who we know things about, but I I don't think it's enough to just, we're going to give Will Hobbs a lot, then he's going to lose, and then he's just going to go back to being a guy who nobody knows anything about. Yeah, I I didn't like it. Like an injured Orange Cassidy, he couldn't beat an injured Orange Cassidy, I thought, I personally thought, stupid me, because Alfred warned me that that, that it wasn't going to happen. I personally thought that Hobbs was going to move on, but I, I I didn't like the result here. I don't think Orange Cassidy is championship material. He's entertaining. He's not championship material, so why not get rid of him in the first round? I mean, he's over, but, and it was, a, I thought it was a good opening of the show, but I think 
to the point, Alfred, it's it's the sort of thing where it starts as an observation, like, oh, isn't this interesting how this happens? Yeah. And then it's like, no, this is a recurrent theme. Yeah. And yeah. the more it's a recurrent theme, the more, I mean, it's it's like people, and I, we see it, right? We see it in the chat. We see it, people want to dismiss your your point for a variety of reasons, or they have arguments against it. But it really seems like AEW is feeding, like AEW is almost doing everything to make you look like the smartest man in wrestling. <laughs> you know, that's not hard to do, but <laughs> no, but no, they are kind of, you're seeing it in terms of the optics and uh, the fact that here's what really kind of triggered me thinking in this direction is that I'm just looking forward and look how long the title reigns are in AEW, right? They're on average 250, 260 days. Yeah. And when you look at who's lined up to be the next pillars, as you say, or the next champions, it could be years before we get a black world champion. And, and that's not even the only thing. It's not even only about the championships. It's about the characters. Like, where are the people who are being fully developed? Where are the storylines? I'm watching this just less than 24 hours before this. We saw Black King of the Ring winner and Latina Queen's Crown winner. And we're seeing, you know, Hit Row. We're seeing Xavier Woods. We're seeing a Big E. We're seeing this push for Montez Ford that's coming. We're seeing Gable Stevenson. And it's like, it's not that hard if it's fake and you just have a pencil and that's the only thing keeping you between that and presenting these people as big stars. And when it's not happening, the more it doesn't happen on AEW, the more monolithic it seems, the more frustrating it is to watch. And it's not too different than what you see on the indies, just a better version of the indies, but mm. would like a little bit yeah. of diversity in this monolithic pool of white talent. And I don't like the whole, oh, it's long time storytelling because WWE <laughs> built Kofi Mania in a matter of weeks. You have Big E losing in SmackDown and next thing I know, you know, with a cashing, he turns into the world champion and now look at him. Like that match with Drew McIntyre yesterday was amazing. So you can't build characters in a matter of a week or two. This isn't like, oh, you just got to wait it out. It's long-term storytelling. Yeah. No, it doesn't have anything to do with that. You can you write the shows. You can make yeah. whoever well, you want to start. They built Kamarhaz in four months, four very quick months. Yeah. yeah. And before Kofi, I mean, I, I feel like WWE had was, was not uh, showcasing you know, diverse talent in the, in the best means possible. And then we've seen how quickly things have changed. So when you control everything, you know, you pull the strings, man, you can make it happen. Uh, Shetler Justin Lopez 2.0, 9.99, saying the New Day broke the tag titles reign record last year on Street Profits, became triple crown tag champs yeah. on their belt swap last yeah, year. That's true. It counts yeah. as new reigns. So yes, new reigns for Becky and Flair. Yeah, but, so they're gonna do new It's a good way for them to get that number up for Charlotte because that's the long-term story they're telling with her, but it's a garbage way to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we heard from the Lucha Bros tonight. They were tagged by FTR. Was it FTR or was it the Super Ranas? Oh, well, there you go. Super Ranas. <laughs> Yeah, they really uh, made the baby face look foolish. I hope Ray Phoenix is doing okay. I don't know what the story is there. They're saying that it's like, you know, a, a, hopefully it's just a kayfabe injury. Uh, but yeah, it, I, I really don't like it. Here's what I do like. I like that Tully Blanchard is, he's consistently booked as this wizard who's just knows how to uh, manipulate situations and make people look f foolish. So that is up his alley. But I don't like seeing baby face champions look foolish the way that, because even the commentators were saying, oh, that's obviously not FTR. And poor <laughs> Penta had to make it looked like he thought it was do you think uh tully is feeling a little self-conscious that arn is now like the bad boy of the four horsemen with the glock story and everything yeah i do <laughs> tully's got to go get like an ak-47 you gotta start like <laughs> uh brit baker versus anna jay tonight uh the blood up with prince Hendrix. is that newer with the blood dripping down i just noticed that tonight for the first time no, she likes using that. She incorporates it in her gear, too. Oh, yeah. okay. Why, why did I notice that before? Uh, just what I want to think of when I think of uh, dental work. But um, she won this match. I mean, is Britt's championship reign almost on borderline uninteresting, given how dominant she is and just how certain it is that she's... I mean, you're talking about long title reigns. Like, Ruby Soho seemed to have all this momentum behind her. Who's going to take that title from Britt? That's a good question. They haven't built anybody. Yeah. yeah, she's having a Roman Reigns case where you don't have anybody. Yeah, 
And plus, this match was mid for me. I, I didn't really think this match was very good, especially when they were striking each other. Uh, too much of it looked like they were like pretending to wrestle. And it did have flashes. There were moments where I did get into it. And Britt Baker's a big star. But kind of to your point, Glenn, I really do feel that uh, she's had some really like blow-up matches like what she had with Chris Statland. It was excellent. Thunder mm-hmm, Rosa, right. an instant classic. But in between then, uh, you know, those are more the exception to the rules to where typically she kind of underperforms when she's in these matches. And I think it's because they have really built up a lot of these uh, um, talents that she's going up against and maybe she can uh, get some more experienced talents that she faces but uh, I did not like this match very much at all yeah she has to wrestle down and not I think Anna Jay has improved tremendously but she's still fairly new to be put in this spot and and I thought this was one of her best matches but I'm not sure if that's a compliment, you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like like um I feel like Britt Baker had to wrestle down to Anna Jay's, you know, level. But the only way that somebody's going to get experience and they're going to get better is by doing this kind of thing. So Anna Jay has been getting a lot of exposure lately and, and you know, an experience. Good for her, but Britt Baker is not the problem here. It's that you never built anybody and the ones that you did build, you have them now in a different tournament. So I don't know. Yeah. I think it, what I think Ty Conte will be the next one, and I think Ty oh, yeah. was good. She had a good title match um, in the past, so I think that that will be a more interesting matchup for Britt Baker going into um, full gear. Ty's really yeah. I think Ty coming out tonight. I think uh, yeah, her presence was definitely felt. Was Anna Jay the one that had the magic gimmick that got squashed by Abaddon on Abaddon's review uh, debut? I don't think so. No, I don't think that was Anna Jay. I don't say it was a mad. She looks like a magician. Whoever Abaddon, like I'm thinking about this. They showed this amazing baby face promo. I thought it was for Anna Jay, and then Abaddon came out. Abaddon squashed. But it was this great swerve. This match. Everyone's saying yes, yes, it was. Yeah, it she is. Dressed- yeah, it was. It was the, the hat with the hat, right? Yeah. Yes, she was dressed. Like oh, that, uh, yeah, it yeah. was Anna Jay. I forgot about. Wow, I she forgot was, about that. Yeah. Dressed like uh, Zatanna from DC Comics when she yes. came out the first time. <laughs> uh, but no. Uh, yeah, I think the tie, the match with Ty will be good. Let's see what happens uh, in how they build this. Uh, we saw the bracket announced tonight. Tomorrow we're going to have two women's matches on AEW tomorrow night. So uh, that's progress. Um, the main event tonight, we had like half an hour. Half the show was Pac versus Andrade tonight. Uh, this went forever. My question, I thought Pac won, but because the lights went out right at the three count, are they ca- calling this a draw still? No, he won. No, he, he won. won. Definitely won. Yeah. What'd you think of the match though, Alfred? I loved it. I thought it was an excellent match. I loved that. I mean, we got to see the full array of Andrade's offense, which is very innovative. And he's got a lot of really cool, dangerous looking moves. And the kind of story of this match was that it would always change directions just in a blink of an eye where they would quickly counter somebody. The counters were very creative here where it was just like yeah. the like mid move as he's jumping over the ropes, he's getting countered. So it was just kind of like each guy trying to one up each other and be faster. And I, I love this match. I liked a lot of the spots for this match. Uh, this was a lot of fun to watch. And I like what they did afterwards, you know, with Malachi Black and Cody coming out to where they managed to get Malachi Black booed really heavily. And mm-hmm. Cody got cheers going into tomorrow. So this is really, this is fun. I mean, Pac and Andrade were so fluid tonight. Like this was just a so fun good. match just, w- just to watch yeah. these guys dance. Yeah. yeah, it was it was really really good. I, they're meant to be rivals. I, I I mean, do we expect anything less from Pac and Andrade? You know, but I had so much fun watching them. I thought this match was excellent. I thought it was better than their first match. They gave them a lot of times, like you said, there was a lot of really innovative counters. There was a lot of dangerous looking spots where you're just like grabbing your head, like don't do that. They, I really 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 enjoyed the match. But like you said, I was very impressed with what they accomplished afterwards i don't like roll-up finishes but i know sometimes you gotta do them and you still keep people protected but when the lights went out of course i knew it was malachi black i love malachi um aligning with andrade i want to know more why is this happening and the fact that you finally got cody sheer somewhere (laughs) they have to count that as a count that as a big win for them (laughs) yeah No, I think Cody uh, he tweeted F U W W E after this match. Yeah, Andrade did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. So tomorrow night, Malachi versus Cody. Tune in. Peter Bahi, $2 super chat. What are your thoughts on Dark Side of the Ring, the XPW episode? I'm going to watch it after tonight. I saw New Jack's going to be on it. And the oh, New Jack episode yeah. is a top five episode from me. The guy's a phenomenal interview. And so I'm looking forward to seeing it tonight. 
Yeah, I haven't watched it. I'm going to be watching it as well. Uh, Jonathan E. saying Brock versus Fury. I pick Brock. Me too. But that'd be a lot of fun. They they should yeah. do Brock. If they can make that happen, I know they've been teasing Tyson Fury and Drew McIntyre. Like Brock versus Fury is the match they'd want to do. If, if Tyson Fury is going to wrestle, you you do a kind of a shoot boxing fight. It, not a mm. shoot, but like a work shoot. And that would yeah. be a lot of fun. It was. Yeah. So that was tonight. That was Friday. And this is all just a warm up for Tuesday's episode of the Wrestling Inc. podcast for Halloween Havoc when we're going to dress as our favorite NXT 2.0 superstars. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Perhaps, <laughs> perhaps all is the same superstar. Yeah, <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you never know. You never, you know, never know. know. My wife said last night, maybe you can grow out facial hair in time. And I was like, have you even looked at me in the last? 15 years we've been together. She was like, no, like stubble. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm going to trim it. I'm going to trim it up. I'm going to look at a photo. I'm going to match some things. I got some undershirts. I got some V-neck shirts. I got options. I like it. It's going to be fun. It's going to be good. Uh, It's going to perhaps be borderline offensive. Who knows? We'll see how it goes. Hey, Glenn, do you see uh, Matt Riddle entrance at Crown Jewel? I did. I did. It was amazing, Uh, huh? They're really playing it up. Uh, it seems like they pulled out all the stops on, I on the great. show. I did perfect too. <laughs> it was perfect for Matt Riddle to, to be the guy. That, to and Randy's the reaction was so priceless. <laughs> uh, was like, well, wait, you know what show? we didn't talk about? That huh. Arn pulled out his imaginary Glock he tonight. Did. Yo, Put I back. bought... <laughs> they know how over this is. They gotta start telling this. Arn, I don't know if they're scared of the publicity that they might get for promoting. Isn't there a shirt? Isn't there there a is, shirt? but that's not an AEW shirt. It's like a box of gimmick oh, shirt. That's like, AEW's gotta get some of this Arn Anderson Glock money, man. This Everybody is a, knows it's over. This is the times we live in. In 25 years ago, Left Eye wasn't walking around flipping out a, a lighter all the time. You know, TLC. <laughs> Didn't make like a you know TLC burning down the house shirt or something. We're in a different environment now, man. Guns are over now, I guess. Well, am I wrong? Yeah. Uh, anyhow, uh, oh Peter Bobby, good point. Arm backwards is NRA. Think about that. That's a great. That's a great meme. <laughs> Okay, and that's deep. yeah that is deep uh everybody have a great weekend uh we'll catch you back here on tuesday tomorrow night who's covering the dynamite is it us again i believe it i think i'm on that show i'll have to check i'm but, on that uh, show yeah, yeah okay we'll, there you go we'll cover it she's at nyc demon diva that's diva with the one he's at this is nasty i'm at glenn rubenstein we'll catch you back here next time on the wrestling inc podcast have a great weekend everyone take care for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.